0: It's the show the establishment warned you about. Yes, yes it is the show the establishment warned you about because they are in charge, or so they think. Medical establishment, media establishment, uh, educational establishment, corporate establishment, they all think that they're in charge. They're all elites, and that's what we're going to talk about today, some of the uh, problems that we have with elites now. The New Antoinette's is an article we're going to cover from Victor Davis Hanson. We're broadcasting from the Free State of Florida on Rumble live, and then if you choose to join us on any of the podcasting networks, uh, iHeartRadio has a nice one, and Spotify is good. But any of the uh, podcasting platforms, and also uh, you can download it or just listen. You don't have to download it anyway. Uh, glad you're here. Have you have you seen this uh, Hunter Biden latest? escapades of uh, the first son, Hunter Biden. My goodness. Could you imagine for one second if this was anybody at all related to Donald Trump or if it was at all just one degree of this stuff with Hunter Biden was was something that could be tied to Donald Trump. My goodness. If if Don Jr. Or or Eric or, or one of his daughters or anybody even close orbit did any of this stuff it would be nonstop hyperventilating coverage on CNN and MSNBC and the New York Times and Associated Press and Reuters and all the rest of them. Yeah, they have this videos that they just find. It's funny, too. If you if you want to find out about it, be careful about going to Google, because if you go to Google, at least as of yesterday and you Google Hunter Biden crack, uh, it will come up with a warning saying this is a this is a fast changing um, this is a fast-changing uh, search, and then you may there may be some unreliable sources here, so you know proceed with caution. And uh, they probably says uh, you know if you want to put your email in here, we'll let you know when there's safe stuff to to watch about Hunter Biden and crack. But anyway, there's some stuff on there that's really concerning. It looks like illegal stuff potentially, and then a very uh, very odd behavior. I just saw one. It was on the right scoop. It has a picture of Hunter and he's on a, on a bed. It looks like, and he's eating a sandwich. This is like Alec Baldwin to the nth degree. Remember Alec Baldwin, uh, or was it, no, was it, um, uh, David Hasselhoff? Somebody was eating a sandwich off a floor or somebody was drunk and eating a sandwich off a floor. I can't remember who it was. One of those guys hate to disparage either one of them, but one of those people was drunk on, on the floor, eating a sandwich. I think it was Alec Baldwin was screaming at his daughter, and maybe David Hasselhoff was eating a sandwich. I don't remember. Either way, drunk uh this guy is picture of Hunter with uh eating a sandwich. And then it says in the caption there's a woman in the background who appears to be tied up with some sort of uh fabric looking bag over her head. And I have no idea what that's about. Then there's a picture of him, Hunter naked in the pool. Uh Hunter Hunter walking down a beach looking like a hobo talking to a cell phone, Hunter in, in his room, spinning around, looking at the camera vacantly, kind of like his father, vacantly staring at the camera. But uh, I don't know. It's a weird guy. But, and I don't care about Hunter doing this. I honestly don't care. What I care about, though, is that it's Hunter Biden doing it. A, he's the president's son, so there's got to be some liability there. I mean, there's, you know, people are talking about how, you know, People could use this for leverage, use this as a blackmail. At this point, I don't know of anything that could come out that's been, Hunter's been accused of that you could blackmail Joe Biden with. So I think he's safe there. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff apparently come out on his uh, laptop from hell. But anyway, so that that's part of it, but it does make us look bad. It makes us look stupid. It makes us look foolish, just like it makes us look foolish to have a uh, Joe Biden as president and his wife telling him to say "God bless America," repeat after me, and you know all of the stuff, the bunny suits, all the all the different things that we have to deal with. But here's the other thing: the media the media the arbiters of truth the uh, protectors of the first amendment the ones that are there to lead the way to show us the way they haven't had one peep about this and they won't because they are the praetorian guard as as mark levin likes to say they're praetorian guard for the for the democrat party for the left in general and there's no way that they're going to do anything that's going to hurt Joe Biden or or his son until it's necessary to hurt them and get them out of the way, which is some people think is already happening. Some people think there's already a move afoot to vacate the premises of uh, the Joe Biden presidency and move somebody else in there, somebody like uh, Gavin Newsom. It looks like is the most likely candidate. Uh, sure, it's not Kamala Harris. Uh, they've seen her. I don't think anybody in that in that on that party, uh, the Democrat Party. Outside of her close circle, wants her in charge, but I think they want somebody who's young, who can speak without uh, sounding like they're you know have serious problems. Um, somebody who either one of the you know current vice president and president don't speak well, but um, they want someone like Gavin Newsom, someone who can carry their politics and then uh, also appear to be vital. So. Anyway, I was just, but the thing is, is that, like I said, the media who are supposed to be, we're supposed to believe them. They're just there to, to lead us the way and show us the way and be, and be neutral and just give us information. And let us decide. It's such BS. It's such a crock because you know that because of this, this, uh, the way they treat Hunter and then the way that they cover January 6th, the insurrection, the threat to our democracy and all that crap. Anyway. So uh, last week we talked about Florida or California and uh, whether or not you should live in Florida or California as part of the legal great separation. And this is an article from America Greatness that says, Florida or California? It says, if you were to reproduce these models nationally, Americans would have an easy choice to make. It's by Theodore Moloch, And it says, which will it come to in 2024 if America is going to choose the Florida model or the the California way? What if it comes down to Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom versus Republican Governor Ron DeSantis for the president of the United States? One has America first philosophy. The other has a socialist one. One works. The other fails badly. One sees people and businesses moving to states and droves, the other people are moving out in record numbers. So this is kind of in response to, I guess, Gavin Newsom ran an ad, which we talked about, where he says he ran it in Florida. He said, you know, if you want to come to Florida, I'm sorry, come to a party, a state where you have freedom of speech and freedom of abortion and freedom of this and that and the other and live your life the way you want, come to California. And so this is kind of an interesting article. It goes through some of the stuff. It says on the economy, cost of living, taxes on crime. Some of the things were kind of interesting to me. It says on the economy. So California's got this huge economy, right? So California's population stands at 40 million, while Florida's is roughly half at 20.5. California's GDP is 3.4 trillion. That's pretty good compared to florida's gdp of guess what 1.2 trillion so that's not as much obviously but that's that's pretty good and it's we're getting more and more people and more and more businesses moving um listen to this though the growth rate in florida job growth rate is 2.4 percent but just 1.2 percent in california which is depopulating and losing jobs and i can i can attest to that for a fact. Uh, The the people are leaving the People's Republic of California because we've met some recently who have come here. Um, Net legal immigration is 1.3% in Florida and an astonishing negative 0.2% in California. So legal migration, not immigration. So people are leaving Florida. I'm sorry, leaving California and coming to Florida. We talked about this, too. For the first time uh, since their inception as a state, California lost people in 2020. And it said Florida gained a mat, uh, gained a congressional seat and California lost one. Uh, cost of living it favors Florida. Taxes favors Florida. Crime. This is interesting. Florida ranks in the middle of all states on crime per thousand, while California is in the top ten. Florida has 378 crimes per hundred thousand adults, and California's rate keeps climbing, just keeps climbing. Uh, murders, rapes, and burglaries burglary are at all time highs. Its cities are among the most dangerous and unsafe. With a low incarceration rate, California prosecutors do not enforce the law and let criminals back on the streets, often without bail. Police have been defunded. Education. This this one was interesting because I didn't didn't know this one. Florida has excelled in education and is now ranked third in the United States. California is not even in the top 20, and its scores are below average on every measure and have been dropping precipitously. Its illiteracy illiteracy rate is on par with Mississippi's. There is little school choice in California and a great deal of indoctrination about sex, gender, race, CRT, and civics, or lack thereof. Uh, This is another one. Environment. Florida has 18 days of unhealthy air per year compared to California's staggering 201 bad days. It also has wildfires and water shortages. Uh, Infrastructure. Florida has come a long way and ranks in the top 20, with only 13% of its roads considered, quote, poor. California ranks 31st among the states for infrastructure and has lo- has horrible roads and long commute times. And then they're talking about guns. And depending on your uh, frame of thought, this could be good or bad. Florida on guns. Florida gun laws allow the right to bear arms in the state constitution. The state allows concealed carry and open carry. Uh, I don't know where it allows open carry allows concealed carry. Uh, California, assault weapons are banned altogether. Magazine, assault weapons is a kind of a vague term, but they have called some automatic matic weapon, oh, semi-automatic weapons, assault weapons. But like I I've said before, if I kicked you in the uh, scrotum with my shoe, it would be an assault shoe. Or if I hit you in the head with a lamp, it would be an assault lamp. So an assault weapon is kind of a vague term. In California, assault weapons are banned altogether. Magazines are highly restricted, and gun buyers must be 21 or older. California is tough on legal gun ownership. No other state regulates firearms as much as California. Okay. Abortion. Uh, Abortion is permitted up to the point of viability, quote-unquote, around 24 weeks into pregnancy, with widespread exceptions for the life or health of the mother. Florida has enacted strict abortion laws and only allows practice up to 15 weeks although as we covered before a judge has recently put a injunction on that or upheld an injunction whatever they do and uh, that currently that law is currently not enforced financial stability. Florida is very stable and ranked in the top few states with strong AAA rating, a balanced budget, and liquidity at 5.8%. Yeah, and they recently had so much money that they're putting money into a rainy day fund, they meaning the the government of Florida. I would prefer they put the money into a, a tax refund, personally, cutting taxes, but that's another matter. California, on the other hand, has been slipping and has now had a has a AA2 bond rating and double a two i guess you call it and its liquidity rate is quite low 36 in the united states overall when you tell it the standings clearly florida wins hands down florida in a recent survey rank number one on freedom while california came in dead last so anyway that's kind of interesting comp- comparison because i didn't know i didn't know that the california did so poorly in education and infrastructure because you kind of associate high because what they always say is that you know we have um High taxes and everything, but our education system is is so much better, and our roads are so much better. So, yeah, it be interesting to see what if you compared California, New York. I'm sorry, Florida to New York, what that would be. Um, just quickly. Oh, the Twitter uh, thing. You know, Elon Musk has said he's not going to buy Twitter now, and then Twitter says that they're going to force him to buy it, and Elon Musk said he's not going to buy Twitter because they didn't show him the bots. Info And now they're going to sue him. They're going to be for they're going to be forced to show the bot info in court. So in the end of the game, Musk wins, because if they force him to buy Twitter, it ain't going to be at the price he offered initially because the bot info will show that it's not worth as much because they have more bots than they claim they had. Plus, he's already apparently made a lot of money selling some Tesla stock which rocketed after he said he was going to buy Twitter. And so apparently he's sitting on about $8 billion in cash from the sale of Tesla stock that went up after he announced he was going to buy Twitter. So that's funny. Anyway, we'll continue to follow that. Some people are really excited about Musk buying Twitter. I could care less, actually. I'm on uh, Getter and also Truth. Getter is better than Truth, I think. It's just, just better. Similar, but you get more relevant stuff I think on getter. But I could care less about Twitter. You know, there's a lot of people who are very um tied to Twitter. They want to be on Twitter and they they feel like Twitter's who cares? Twitter's gross. Oh all right. let's see quickly here. Um school counselors, students experiencing high rate of anxiety levels um depression, highest levels ever seen. This is from Breitbart. As most schools across the country are back in person learning, the detrimental effects of school lockdowns during coronavirus are showing themselves in real time. High levels of student depression and developmental and academic stunting. Kids have the highest level of anxiety I've ever seen. Anxiety about basic safety and fear of what could happen. Colorado elementary counselor Susan Julian told the New York Times, which conducted a survey of 362 school counselors nationwide. It says down here, counselors describe many students as frozen socially and emotionally at an age where they were when the pandemic started. According to the times over 94% of counselors surveyed reported heightened levels of anxiety and depression while 88% reported emotional control issues and 75% reported conflict resolution problems. This is interesting. It says they prefer screen time with friends as opposed to doing things with friends, Michigan counselor, Amy Flynn said, uh, It says, anxiety is filling our kids right now, Colorado School Counselor Jennifer Shetler said. They are worried about their family and friends. They are stressed because they are behind in school. And then it says here, uh, Biden appointed Surgeon General Vivek Murthy. Murthy Murthy even pointed out that, quote, depression and anxiety symptoms for youth around the world have doubled during the pandemic. And clinical data also revealed that, quote, suspected suicide attempts are 51 percent higher for adolescent girls and 4 percent higher for adolescent boys compared to the same period in 2019. You know what? This is this is kind of interesting that they point this out at any point. Do these people in charge, these these administrators like Vivek Murthy and whoever else, do they ever come back and say, you know, why are these kids having anxiety and depression? Is it anything that we did? Or is it all just blamed on the pandemic, quote unquote? The virus, coronavirus. You know? If if, if coronavirus caused us in and of itself, that would be one thing. But what caused this stuff was not coronavirus. The virus didn't cause us. How do I know that? Well, because this this these things happened because of the lockdowns, because of the 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 social dis, the disjointedness that was foisted upon us foisted upon us by the uh, the powers that be by forcing people to stay home by forcing people to uh, telecommute uh, forcing people to uh, not go to their usual social interactions not go to birthday parties you know the shooter that had whatever shooter it was and I think it was Uvalde. Um, this, the father said that he hadn't seen a son for two years cause he was scared of getting COVID. So these are the things that cause the, all this anxiety and depression. I think not the virus. They always say, well, the virus caused it as if the virus somehow has some capability in addition to causing sore throat and all this to cause anxiety and depression. And then they said, well, we had to do it. We had to do it to flatten the curve. Well, you know, that damn well didn't work you know that that didn't work flatten the curve if you look at the there was an article i was reading about um covid and covid among the vaccinated nations and unvaccinated nations and you can look this up if you want to do it yourself go to google and go to uh go to unvaccinated uh unvaccinated rates uh y charts and then if you look it up, you can find the unvaccinated rates and which nations have the highest unvaccinated rates. And those nations, so unvaccinated, COVID, vac, unva, COVID unvaccinated rates, and then Y, like a Y, like Yahoo, but not y, y, Yahoo, just Y charts. And Y charts has all these great charts on COVID. But you can see which nations have the lowest. And the nations that have the lowest vaccination rates a lot of them, if you look at the data, it's amazing. They have the lowest amount of COVID deaths. So this idea that the vaccines are the only thing that allowed our COVID um, deaths to decline is bullcrap. And then the conversely, if you look at the vaccinated state, nations, there's a large number of vaccinated nations that have very high vaccination rates and very high COVID deaths right now. Anyway, so back to my point is that these lockdowns cause this, the, the the response to the lockdown, the, the misguided, the wrong, the incorrect. And you may say, well, they had, they had good intentions. Well, that's fine if you say you have good intentions. But if you have good intentions and then you find out whatever you're doing is not accomplishing your goal and your good intentions uh, were, were misplaced, then you need to change things. But we just keep pushing along. You know, we're ready now. Currently, we're going to kick out some a record number of military people because they're not getting the vaccine. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. This insistence on the vaccine, and we have another article about vaccination and the CDC. But this insistence on pushing the COVID mRNA shots as a as a mandate, and then punishing people who don't get the mandate still. Who believes that the COVID vaccine is going to stop you from getting COVID? I I promise you, if if you still believe that, you need to widen your perspective. You need to look beyond where you're going because you have been misled. It has not shown anywhere to prevent COVID transmission. And I have personal uh, experience with this showing that people who are vaccinated do not uh, do not get by COVID. People who are vaccinated get COVID all the time. And uh, so we're, we're still mandating people get COVID. But anyway, back to the thing is that the lockdowns, all these mandates, all this bull crap was foisted on us by people like Vivek Murthy. You know, people like Dr. Fauci, who we haven't heard from recently. I don't know how he's doing. He, he had COVID and he took Paxlovid, which is... Government-approved treatment for COVID and got COVID again after the Paxlovid because he got the Paxlovid rebound, COVID rebound. So I don't know if he uh, he took it again. Apparently after that, so this guy doesn't learn. Anyway, back to the point: is, is all of this, you know, depression, anxiety. This is this is made by people in power, and if the media was worth a damn, it wouldn't be. Uh, reported by Breitbart. This would be, I mean, not, it's not that bad that Breitbart does it. It's great that Breitbart does it, but it would be reported by quote-unquote mainstream media, the legacy media, the corporate media. But all they do is run cover. All they do is shill. All they do is make excuses. All they do is put out disinformation about this. And it's its really, uh, back to what I said, they're the protectors of the First Amendment. Really, the media is corrupt the media is doing a bad job and the media is as complacent they just they they feel like that's not their job to put out truth their job is to push a narrative uh says here along with mental health issues many of the nation's children have suffered learning loss with more than 33 percent of students who started school during the pandemic needing quote intensive reading intervention Yeah, this is something that they've seen, too, in lockdown states. So lockdown states compared to non-lockdown states as far as school. So schools where they had, you know, like in Florida, we were, I I think it was a half a year. Yeah, a half a year where there was no school in person. Half a school year, maybe not even that long. I think it was like from March till the end of the school year. So March, April, May, June, let's say. When COVID first started in 2020, they said... There, there is no in-person learning. It's too dangerous. You know, we didn't know what COVID was. We believed Dr. Fauci. We believed the WHO. We believed you know, uh, the CCP. We believed all the people who were telling us what COVID was and what it wasn't. And so the schools were locked down. And then after they went back in the fall, there was an option to stay at home or go back to school. And then after that, they said, look, everybody's got to go back to school. Well, then there's some states where I don't know how long they stay. They for all I know, they may still be at home learning in Washington or other states. I don't know. But anyway, there's data that shows that the students who went back to school relatively quickly, like Florida, compared to the ones who didn't, those students are doing much better, which makes complete sense. This is the article I was talking about. It's called Our New Antoinettes." This is by Victor Davis Hanson, who's probably the best, one of the best thinkers out there. And It says, it's talking about uh, Marie Antoinette and, you know, comparing Marie Antoinette and her disdain for the, the poor and the peasantry of France and ended up getting her beheaded. I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but that's the, the the disdain that they had. The disdain that she had, I mean, is very similar to the disdain the modern uh, elites, the left wing elites have for us. And it says here, the modern left wing elite are becoming our version of Antoinette's. 38 year old Mark Zuckerberg Zuckerberg's worth is over 60 billion, but he enjoys T-shirts and jeans and apparent simplicity in his many landed estates. He is so worried about the wrong voting tendencies of the clueless middle classes that he recently poured $420 million worth of dark money from his vast fortune into the 2020 election, de facto absorbing the work of key precinct registrars to, quote, to ensure the, quote, right result for unthinking multitudes. So that is he's talking about the Zucker boxes and, you know, going into these swing states, and to these swing districts and um, not even the swing districts. What he did go to a swing state and he'd find a. A safe district where he could distribute his money, and then they they had all this training and all these resources and all this private money that was used to put these drop boxes all over uh, these these districts so that they could get all these uh, mules voting, if you believe that, which is uh what got me kicked off YouTube covering two thousand mules, but anyway. Anyway, it goes back to the article Americans, almost uniquely among modern nations, mostly do not envy much less despise the rich, but there's a certain sort of privilege that they do not like the sanctimonious and hypocritical rich whose rhetoric is at odds with their own lifestyles and the methods by which they inherited or made vast sums. They especially are turned off by those who exude open disdain for the clinger, deplorable drugs class to paraphrase the Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden nomenclature. So he's talking about the Joe Biden, uh, Hillary Clinton nomenclature. They called us deplorables, dregs of society, the bitter clingers. And especially a grating habit of the and especially grating habit of the, the left wing wealthy is to election the middle class on their supposed illiberality. Often those struggling are told they need to pay more for the White House economic advisor. What White House economic advisor Brian Deese recently called the, quote, liberal world order. Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, or George Soros, to take a few examples, are multi-billionaires whose lived lives unlike any in the history of civilization. They also fund various ag- agendas through multi-billion dollar foundations and their own personal riches. Their causes are deemed Critical to the nation and the planet, but unfortunately not fully appreciated as those vital by the peasant classes, whether they be global governance, massive reconstruct, reconstructing of the economy to stop, carb, stop carbon releases, radical abortion on demand or the sponsoring of critical legal theory prosecutors who feel crime is but a rich man's construct. Indeed, when various pollsters recently asked the public what their chief worries were, they found the culprits were the prohibitive price of gasoline, the ruinous effects of hyperinflation, supply chain shortages, and the non-existent southern border, or the escalating violent crime wave, all of which concerns are apparently little interest to left-wing billionaires. In other words, the worries of the Antoinette liberal elite, climate change, abortion on demand, transgenderism, strict gun control, are not those that terrify the middle and lower classes. The latter, for some reason, first want to survive one day more with enough affordable food and energy to be safe and be safe from criminals. Why Democrats are currently unpopular transcends even Joe Biden's dangerous daily tragic loss of cognition. Their low ratings arise more from the implementation of an array of disastrous policies dreamed up at left-wing university departments and think tanks. As a result, as voters have concluded the left, quote, just don't care. And that's true is that these uh these things that these people are pushing, and they think somehow that this is going to lead to votes, which I don't understand uh how do they believe that this that this this concentration on things that are consistently at the bottom of the list of people's complaints how how their how their fascination with them, how that's going to lead to votes? Back to the article. By that, they conclude that drivers of modern hard progressivism, the billionaire donor class, the highly compensated professional bi-coastal elites, the ideologues who have captured and transformed the old Democratic Party, ignore criticism of their policies, or they claim that their disasters are unappreciated benefits or mere PR PR problems, or shift blame to the Russians, the Manuel Goldstein Trump, the totish media, or the victims of their disastrous policies. So this is this is what we're going to be up against coming up in this election in 2022 is being able to fully uh, expose the people who are running for office for what they really believe in. So that when you have these guys who are out there like Raphael Warnock and all these other guys who are saying, look, I'm just like one of you. This is what the the people, the people that back them don't believe that. That they the people who back Raphael Warnock do not believe in the common problems of the people of Georgia. They want these big government issues done. They want the big global uh, concerns addressed Uh, climate change, uh, transforming our uh, economy you know, like like Joe Biden said, we're going through this incredible transition. And in the meantime, you're going to pay $5 for gas, or you're going to pay uh, $3 a pound when you used to pay uh, $0.79 cents a pound, or you're going to pay, um, you know, more for electricity so that we can be greener, but it's going to be less dependable energy. It's just uh, that's that's the problem is that the when the rubber hits the road, the things that they are pushing – Don't hit the pocketbooks of the common voter. So their problem is to try to fool them, their voters, into voting for them nevertheless. But we'll see. I don't know. How how long can that go on? Um, I I don't know. It's it's been a mystery to me for a long time. White people vote for for guys like this, uh, you know, Gavin Newsom. Who are ordinary Americans, uh, ordinary Californians? Why would they vote for him? It says back to this article, multimillionaire Governor Gavin Newsom lectured Californians on why they must wear masks and avoid social gatherings, even as he declined to do so while enjoying a birthday party at the pricey French laundry restaurant in Napa. He was captured on camera maskless again in the company of another celebrity, Magic Johnson, while the state mask mandate remained in place. Newsom preens that California won't pay for its state employees to travel to supposedly backward homophobic Montana for business trips, but Newsom has no problem dragging his costly state security detail into his in-laws, Tony Montana ranch. Uh, From time to time, Michelle and Barack Obama pontificate to Americans about their racist, sexist, and homophobic pathologies, but always from their Washington, D.C. Kalorama digs or the Martha's Vineyard Chateau or now from their new third mansion in Oahu. How strange that the more millions of dollars Obamas earn, the more castles they acquire. So all the louder they Hector and Hector the struggling middle classes. Most apparently illiberal Americans, most apparently Americans can't afford to fill their two hundred fifty gallon propane tank. The Obamas' Martha Vineyard tank requires two thousand five hundred gallons of the dreadful carbon polluting fuel. No one begrudges the elite rich or uh, the elite left for their riches or their follies frolics. But they do resent the talk down and accusatory sermons that come with them and the hypocrisy that fuels them. In other words, the left wing has a problem. These humanitarian rich feel just terrible about the sins of America, but not terrible enough to sacrifice any element of their privileged lifestyles or the just desserts they feel feel for being so righteous. To square that circle... Of indulgence for their rich selves and sacrifice for the poor others, they hector and preach, and they find medieval penance and indulgence that excuses their that excuses their own spectacular levels of illiberal consumptions. I don't know. Maybe there will be a huge turn. Maybe there will be a huge change, but maybe there won't be because of this. Um, you know, way we vote. But unfortunately, though Wisconsin, it says here this is from Reuters. Wisconsin Supreme Court outlaws drop boxes for elections. In a 4-3 ruling, the court's conservative majority said that voters cannot have other people return their completed ballots to the uh, completed ballots in person to a clerk's office uh, and then they also ruled that the use of drop boxes, which was used substantially across the country, was illegal. So they said that you can't have someone take your bo- ballot to the clerk's office and Drop boxes are illegal, so this is a major, major victory for people who believe that the election was not on the up and up, who believe that there were mules carrying ballots. Um, this is back to the article. It says the commission had approved the use of drop boxes. This is in Wisconsin. Uh, the commission had approved the use of drop boxes in response to the pandemic. When many voters were anxious to limit in person interactions. Uh, but Justice Rebecca Bradley, writing for the majority, said that under state law, ballots must be returned to a clerk's office or another designated site, not a quote inanimate object such as an unstaffed box. Only the legislature may permit absentee voting via ballot box, ballot drop boxes. This is actually what the real. Judicial argument for Donald Trump should have been, and it was the, and it was actually, it just wasn't, it wasn't picked up. It actually was by the Texas uh, lawsuit before the Supreme Court, but they didn't want to hear it. But the legislature has to be the one to change voting laws. The legislature constitutionally has to be the one, not the administrative branch not the judiciary. And that's what happened in places like Pennsylvania and places like Wisconsin. And it says that, um, and what they did was they just, they just ignored it. They just said, look, because of the pandemic, because of the virus, we're just going to have to do these emergency uh, changes, just like they do with all the emergency stuff they've been doing now for two years, emergency use authorizations for drugs, emergency use authorizations for vaccines, They've used the emergency until it's until it's just it looks it's it's worn thin, and this this Supreme Court has seen through the through it and said you know what forget it it was a four three ruling too, and it says in the dissent another Bradley I don't know if they're related uh, in the dissent Justice Ann Walsh Bradley joined by the court's other two liberals said the decision erected a new barrier to voting with little justification. I guess the I guess the law is not justification enough. Isn't that interesting? The law says you have to vote in person. Uh, they made this emergent decree emergency decree saying you had to vote by drop boxes because of the virus, and then this justice says, well, that's a little justification. Although it pays lip service to the import of the right to vote, the majority lead opinion has the practical effect of making it more difficult to exercise it. The also argued that the decision to bar other people from returning ballots to clerk's offices would primarily hurt homebound residents, including disabled and sick. That's always the way it is, isn't it? Sick and disabled is usually women and uh, children are injured the most by it. But this case is sick and disabled. Usually when things happen, you know, I said, a hurricane uh, hits, uh, women and children hurt the most or, or, or women and minorities hurt the most. This time it's sick and disabled hurt the most. But I guess the people who are sick and disabled would mail their ballots. And that's what makes sense to me. In a statement, Ever said today's decision is another in a long line of Wisconsin Republicans' successes to make it harder for Wisconsinites to exercise their right to vote. Now, why would they do that? I mean do Wisconsin Republicans not want to be in office either? Uh or, or do Wisconsin Republicans think that Democrats can only vote by drop boxes? Is that what is this what the judge is saying? Uh or not the judge. Who's this Evers person? Oh, that's the governor. I forgot. Tony Evers. <laughs> Yeah. So today's decision is another in the long line of Wisconsin Republican successes to make it harder for Wisconsinites to exercise their right to vote, to undermine our free and fair and secure elections and to threaten our democracy. They are such bullcrap. They always say what they do. You know that (laughs) they always say what they're the one, what they're doing. They always do this. It, it, It must be something to do with their something to do with their condition when they lie. They automatically insert what they're doing into their lie about what you're doing. Anyway, Republican leader Robin Voss praised the decision. Our our next step has to be electing a new governor, yes, who will sign additional election reforms, he wrote. So uh one down, several to go as far as the drop boxes are concerned. Arizona has a problem with drop boxes. I think Georgia, Georgia signed a new election law that has I think they have more drop boxes now than they had before. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I don't know. All all I know is that all this stuff about, you know, the Antoinette's and all that not caring, that doesn't go matter hill of beans because if they control the way voting happens, like I think it was uh I think it was uh, Lenin who said, "I don't care who 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 votes; I just care who counts the votes." That's the real problem because if if you don't address that, then it doesn't matter. You know, you could despise what they do. You can you can not like them for being elitist. You can not like them for talking down to you. You can not like them for implementing policies that are detrimental to you. You could not like them for making the price of bread. $3 for a loaf of white bread. You could not like them for making gas, $6 a gallon. You could not like them for having the open borders sieve, which is just piling and piling up future voters for the Democrat Party. You could not like them for leaving us looking like complete imbeciles in Afghanistan and leaving $82 billion worth of equipment to be sold to our enemies you could not like them for punishing you by making you stay home uh, from school and becoming depressed and anxiety ridden. You could not like them for making you lose your job because of a vaccine mandate. You could not like them for all these different things. But at the end of the day, if, if, if they are the ones, the Zuckerbergs are, are dropping Zucker boxes all over the place. It doesn't matter what you feel like because they control it. And that's the real, like Rush used to say. They're there. The ultimate goal of the left is to have it to where there are no more elections. That's what they desire, because elections. I mean, what 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 tyranny do you know that has elections that matter? Let's say they may have elections like in Iraq. Saddam Hussein used to get elected with like ninety eight point two percent of the vote. And uh So, you know, that's the type of election they like. And that's the type of election that we moved towards uh, last time, like Walter Williams said before to paraphrase. He said, which way are we moving incrementally, slowly, one step at a time towards tyranny or towards more liberty? And last election, we were moving incrementally towards more tyranny. And this Wisconsin uh, ruling by the Supreme Court was an incremental move back. But it has to be sustained. It has to be sustained. And, you know, if you look at our younger population of voters, uh, the things I'm talking about now will not resonate at all because it's not on TikTok, uh, because it's not said by, uh, you know, one of the Kardashians. And that's the thing I was talking with a patient yesterday. You know, we've evolved in this society to be a combination of Orwell and Huxley. And Orwell through the uh, monitoring and the and the censorship and the crime uh, thought crime and things of that nature, but Huxley through Brave New World, he he's he, we're seeing what Huxley was talking about with uh, the the it's just the the complete. Elimination of any critical thinking where you just go about your life in this drug state of stupor, of happiness, of, of frivolity uh, and through through drugs and mindless entertainment. And that's what we have today. We have that. We have the mindless entertainment. We actually have the drugs, too. And so we have a combination of Huxley and Orwell, these two dystopias running together, and these two visionary guys understood what it was coming to, and they actually wrote about it a long time ago. And here we are. A few more things here. Emails confirm why CDC changed definitions of vaccine vaccinated. This is from the Epoch Times. The definition of vaccine we have posted is problematic, and people are using it to claim the COVID vaccine is not a vaccine based on our own definition, Alicia Downs, a CDC official, wrote an email on August 25th to a colleague. So these emails were leaked uh, or they were got from a FOIA, probably FOIA request. Alrighty, Vaccine was defined as at least since 2011 by the CDC as a product that triggers immunity According to archived versions of the page, vaccination was described as an injection that prevents a disease. But a flood of inquiries on the definitions was triggered by the fact that the COVID-19 vaccines have been increasingly ineffective against infection by the virus that causes COVID-19. The emails show. And this is a this is somebody wrote to the CDC. Our question is, how is the CDC and the rest of the world allowed to call the shot of vaccination when it doesn't even meet your own definition? One person wrote to the CDC. Right wing COVID-19 pandemic deniers are using your vaccine definition to argue that mRNA vaccines are not vaccines. Now, isn't that double think? So here's this person writing, complaining to the CDC that we're not able to call the vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine, a vaccination because it doesn't meet our definition and they're saying that right-wing COVID-19 pandemic designer de- deniers are using your definition to argue that the vaccines are not vaccines. Well, they're not vaccines. Uh they're mRNA shots, right? Because isn't that what we're talking about that they don't work and that's why people well, anyway, when when your facts don't match your narrative, what do you do? You change the facts. So here we go, changing definitions. Vaccine used to be defined as according to CDC. Vaccines vaccine used to be defined as quote a product that stimulates a person's immune response to produce immunity to a specific disease protecting the person from that disease. Vaccines are usually administered through needle injections but can be be, be administered by mouth or sprayed into the nose. It is now defined as a preparation that is used to stimulate the body's immune response against diseases. Vaccines are usually administered through needle injections, but some can be administered by mouth or spread into the nose. Vaccination was changed from the act of introducing a vaccine to the body to produce immunity to a specific disease to, quote, the act of introducing a vaccine into the body to produce protection from a specific disease. So this was changed. Uh, The changes were pushed through August 31st and September 1st, respectively. So that's like I said, this is what you do. Your your uh, the words don't don't match what you want it to say, so you change the meaning of the words. And that is straight out of Orwell. That is as Orwellian as it comes. So here's what they said the vaccine now is. Definition. A preparation that is used to stimulate the body's immune response against disease. So As long as apparently now a vaccine could be anything that stimulates immune response. There's a lot of things that can stimulate an immune response. You know that if I injected fecal material into your body and your body produced an immune response to that disease, that E. coli infection, is that a vaccine now? I prepared it. What if I prepare it? What if I go get fecal material from, the, from a uh, cow patty, and I uh, I prepare it somehow, and I inject it into you, and then it produces an immune response, and the immune response is against uh, disease that's carried in the cow patty. Is that a vaccine? I mean, it's being silly, but I'm saying, you know, you have to use absurdity to illustrate the absurd, like Rush used to say, and that's what we're doing, and that's what this is. This is absurdity, and it's all done to justify vaccination and to justify mandates. But every time they keep doing this, they just keep digging themselves deeper and deeper in this hole into this uh, circular logic, this circular lie that the vaccine is a vaccine that's going to prevent COVID. And it was a biggest lie from the very beginning. And it was exposed. And now they're trying their best to cover their asses. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if people are going to buy it. That's all for today. I was going to talk about this electric car thing, but uh, I don't feel like it. Anyway, I'll maybe do it next time. It's about electric cars being more expensive than you think, or I'm sorry, more costly to the environment than you think. But anyway, that's it for today. If you're interested in joining us online at drtommy.com slash podcast, feel free. And then, uh, like I said, I was on Getter. I'm on Getter and Truth. And then also this show is on Rumble, but you can listen to it on any podcast. And uh, join us here in the office. If you're uh, if you're a refugee from a different state, People's Republic State, come join us if you're looking for healthcare freedom. And if you're just in town and you want to come join us, come join us and come see us down at Echelon Health in Tampa. All right. It's good to talk to you. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.